Welcome to the podcast that explores mysterious disappearances, bizarre worldly occurrences, strange phenomenon, and basically everything that's weird. Welcome to the podcast, Everything That's Weird. We are your hosts, Brandon and Anthony. Tonight, we are talking about the mysterious disappearance of Maura Murray. Crash Bandicoot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This is... Well, I texted you and I said, uh, there's a lot to this case. And you're like, yeah, there is. And I'm like, no, you could literally do a whole podcast nothing about anything else but this case mm-hmm. you're like yeah two guys did <laughs> yeah yeah they got like 40 episodes just on this case they they said they had some like 8 million downloads of their podcast just on this case so real quick the so probably uh the reason this is um so popular is, and, and I hate to even say it, but like coincidentally, like the week that she went missing, Facebook launched. So this became right. like the first social media mm-hmm. um, attempt to like locate somebody that was missing. Yeah. Okay. Um, it also has all the points that you need for a good story. There's affairs. Even the, is it okay? Can you call it an affair when you're not married? Yeah, sure. You can. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, there's there's plenty of people. I know people that have been together for decades and they never got married. I mean, they're they're okay. they're they, they're like, basically married. You know, they've never been apart. Seinfeld I've met said. Like that. I've dated girls for a long time, but unless you've had a wife, I'm playing baseball and you're playing wiffle ball. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, okay, so whatever. There's affairs. Um, there's this beautiful, smart, athletic girl. Very smart. Oh, like the smartest. 1420 SAT. The most athletic. She's all American. She's yeah. She took a championship at a mile in her high school. Totally. She's thirty third in the country in cross country. Yeah. Um. She's very smart. She her sister is at West Point. She goes to West Point. She's friends. She has friends. She's she's like all American girl, right? Mm Hmm. She has a boyfriend. He's in the military. They met at West Point. They have plans to get married. But the secret to this story is that there's all these underlying issues. So the short of it is she drives away from her college, not West Point, UMass, Yes. And she's driving into New Hampshire and she wrecks on some random. Yeah, like um, backcountry road. Right. And 
several people see her. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into all this, but like several people see her. They say, um, you know, can we help you? Do you want us to call for help? Do you need do you need help? She's like, no, 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 I'm good. I already called AAA. So they're kind of like, okay, now this is like 2006 where like it's not vi- no smartphones really. 2004. Right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But there's no smartphones. No. Right. So everybody kind of has a flip phone or like a candy bar phone or whatever. Yeah. So they finally do call the police. The police come. And when they come, the car's crashed and she's gone. Never to be seen again. Never to be seen again. And it seems open and closed. And that's, well, maybe somebody picked her up and, you know. Or maybe somebody was following her, you know. But, but there is all this other stuff that's going on with her. So, let's just start at the beginning. She is in high school and overachiever. Yes. Super, super smart. Right. She is... She pretty much could write her ticket to any college because they were all recruiting her. Harvard was recruiting her, everybody. And she chose West Point, which is still a very difficult school to get into. And they they took her lickety-split. And, you know, kudos to anybody that goes to a military school for college because I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> You're doubling down on the pain? Yeah, right? <laughs> right? Like, I feel like it's toga parties and, like, living room luge, but <laughs> not at West Point. Right. They have, like, a very strict schedule. I heard what their their schedule was. It starts at 5 in the morning. Right. And you have, like, your basic calisthenics and workout routine that <clears throat> is tailored to you. Right. And you have to do that. And plus, you have to read the paper from front to back to be caught up on current events, especially like world events, not so much sports and like lifestyle, but like more so like current events that are happening in the world. Then you have like a study period. Then you go to like class like all day. Yeah. Then you participate in whatever extracurricular you do. Yeah, which her, her her and her sister Julie ran track, and the way she put it was that that like three hours where they were like doing their track thing was kind of like their break, which is crazy. So like running track was their break, right? So like, but that's when they were together and they could talk and. And this isn't like I didn't even just pick this up from. Like this story, I was actually watching a bowl game, and the Navy had a quarterback that got drafted. Yeah, well, I think he had he got drafted by Baltimore, and um, Baltimore drafted him like the fifth round. And in the bowl game, they were going over his daily routine. Dude, it starts at five in the morning. Yeah, meaning like. He's like working out at 501. He's bench pressing, which means he's <laughs> up at 430, right? Yeah. Latest. 
Yeah, sure. Um, he's eating breakfast at six. He starts studying at like six thirty. You know, he's re- reading the paper at seven o'clock. He has his first class. He gets done with class at like three o'clock. So he has nothing but classes. Then he goes to like pre-football, right? Where they like watch tape. Yeah. He's watching tape. Then they go to like pre-workout. He does his pre-workout. Then they go to practice. He does practice. Then after practice, of course, you have homework. So you have to do study, right? Right. And then, dude, 8.30, lights out. Yeah. Unbelievable! Like for a yeah. college kid, yeah, it takes some dedication. Yeah, right. Because I think about when I was eighteen. So it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it didn't take though because it did she not. did not make it through her <laughs> freshman year. So it did not. So she got, <laughs> she, she got, got caught. She got caught stealing. Yeah, from she Fort did. Knox. Why was she? Is that? Yeah. What, is was, that why was she at Fort Knox? I never were, did find that. They were just there on like a, um, on like just like a like to visit, okay. And and she <clears throat> she stole from the uh, like the gift shop, the commissary. Yeah. So she there was like and she had a friend that was um, that was with her when she was caught stealing the stuff. Uh, her name was Megan Sawyer. Right. And she said she saw the effects and it wasn't like, it wasn't anything big. It was like some nail polish and some lip gloss or something like that. She said, I could just see that it was a couple of little shiny things look like nail polish and something else when they pulled it out of her bag. Right. Yeah. So, but then she so said, happened- she t- told her, asked her later. She said like, why did you do that? She's like, I, I don't even know. It was just impulsive. I, I even have the money to pay for it. I don't know what I was thinking. And it wasn't very much money. No, it wasn't. Like I said, it was just a couple little things. But it is West Point. They do have an honor system, and when you break that honor system, it's bad news. Now they didn't they didn't drop the hammer on her, but word is is that she was asked to transfer, and then she was allowed to transfer to UMass. So they, they didn't, didn't have they didn't, they didn't have do. to expel her. Right. They didn't officially expel her because they they just worked out this agreement that you're going to go ahead and officially transfer and she so she transferred to UMass to go to nursing school like her mom had been a nurse <clears throat> and honestly nursing school has a bunch of uh it's kind of like being a teacher they have an ethics clause even even when you are in um school mm-hmm. that can be held against you later in your professional life yes so <clears throat> She leaves West Point. And it wasn't really out of embarrassment. It's just kind of like, move on. That's the way I, I saw it. Even though her sister was there. Yeah, was but like, if, uh, you know, when we'll get into some of the other people in it later, that there was, there's some some talk that it, it didn't stick well. Like that it was kind of like that that dark moment that people in the house didn't talk about. Because it was kind of disgraceful. Right. So, I would the severity if, of that, I'm not sure, but yeah, it was definitely frowned upon in her house. If my kids ever go to West Point, <laughs> I'll be floored if they even got in. Right. <laughs> like, good for you. Come here. 
But she she does get asked to leave, we can say, right? Yes. In a very polite, dismissive manner. And she goes to UMass. And it's kind of like this fresh start. But, like, right away, she gets in trouble at UMass. Mm Mm-hmm. So she gets in trouble at UMass. Yeah. And she kind of confides in her confides in her roommate that maybe she's bulimic. And she ends up getting caught in the sting operation, which by yeah. the way, is this the lamest sting operation? This, ever? It's got, like you gotta be the boredest cops in the world. So she's God, like got I, stolen I, I, I hope they're listening. I yeah. hope they're listening. <laughs> you fucking pieces of shit. All oh, right, now, now, now she's gone. Now yeah. she's gone because yeah. yeah. she um, but, uh, she had some stolen credit cards and she used them to order some food from different restaurants. And the sting operation happened when they had an undercover cop deliver the pizza that she ordered on a stolen credit card, and they just waited for her to come down and whoever it was to come down and sign for it. Can't and, you just dispute the charge? I mean, well, they're they're getting the real crimes out. I mean, you know literally, literally, I had a Holiday Inn um, charge on my card, and they put like an extra fifty bucks on it. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, I got that on whatever hotels tonight. You know? Yeah. I I already paid for it, and there's no ex- there's no incidentals at the Holiday Inn. It's not, like, it's not like there's room service. Right. You know what I mean? right? Yeah. I, and I, so, didn't, I like, didn't throw the TV out the window. So like, well, what? the funny thing is, is that it was so like minor to the court system that they their 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 penalty was be good for three months and we'll throw right. out the charges. Right. So they went through a, a sting operation for we'll throw out the charges if you just behave for three months. God damn, right? Yeah, you know what's fucked up though is she could not behave. For three she months. didn't behave. <laughs> she, she couldn't. She got. She got. It didn't behave. No. So and we, yeah, go ahead. Well, good. Well, like no, like she she. So she wrecked her dad's car during yeah, well, this time. Yeah, so she borrows her during dad's this, car like, to go to a party. Probation, yeah. right? This probationary period. It was. It was three days before. Uh, she went missing or right. two days, two days before she went missing. So it was only about two months after that, that judge had told her three months. So she was well within that time frame, and she borrowed her dad's car to go to a dorm party. And about three 30 at night, she was leaving and she wrecked it into a guardrail. Oh my God. So she did like $9,000. <clears> it was a brand new car apparently. And it was like a Toyota Camry, which yeah, $9,000 to a Camry. I'm surprised they didn't total it out. Yeah. It was a Corolla. It wasn't a Camry. It was a Corolla. It was oh, a, it was a Corolla. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. So, so yeah, so. that makes even more sense that it was. <laughs> and they said it was about uh, today's equivalent, about $13,000 worth of damage or something like that. So, okay. When this happens, the night before she is missing, she is actually like a security guard for the campus. Mm-hmm. And then she, okay, there's, this is an important like side note, although it might not be important at all. Because, because this is the whole case. The whole case is this. Yeah. 
there's a guy that's like hit on a hit and run and spends several months in the hospital. And during the, this period of time, she supposedly leaves to go get something to eat. And when she comes back, she's sort of inconsolable. Yeah. She got, and, she got a phone call from her sister. That's what she me. says. Mm-hmm. That's what she says. She says she got a phone call from her sister who says that, you know, she had just got out of rehab. Well, at first they, they didn't, nobody knew what that phone call was about. Like her sister didn't even divulge anything about the conversation until like years later. Like it was 2000, whatever that documentary on oxygen was. That's what, that was the first time she told the contents of that conversation. Okay, so that oxygen documentary, I've I've watched that. Yeah, it's very sensationalized. But you're right, that did not come out till later. Mm-hmm. However, her boss was like, "What's wrong with you?" And she's like staring off into the distance. Yeah, unresponsive. And, and yeah. all she can say is, "My sister." And that's why they trace it back to her sister had like a relapse. Yeah, and she the the, the her supervisor even had to walk her back to her dorm. She was right. so out of it, so distraught about it. But at the same time, she actually hit well, hold on, hold on. Let me let me back up. Sorry. <laughs> at the exact same time that she leaves there is a hit and run incident that happens on the campus. And mm-hmm. when that happens, um, it's this guy named Patrick Vossi. Okay. It literally happens in the time that she's gone. We're not saying that she did it. And first of all, let's just throw this out there. We are not detectives. <laughs> we are not we are not pretending to know what happened. This is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> exactly. We are just saying, you know, this is a story that's out there. And I we'll get into what I think, but it may not be what you think that I think. <laughs> right. This guy, Patrick Bossy, ends up having like a very hard time. He spends like a long time in intensive care. Um, he was hit, and right after that, she goes back and she's inconsolable and has to be taken back to her escorted back to her dorm room. So, there's a guy named James Renner that does a story about this Maura Murray situation. Yeah. And he's... Mysterious disappearance of Maura Murray. How I lost myself in the mysterious disappearance of Maura Right. And, and I get why he's saying this because this whole story is um, as soon as you think you have something, mm-hmm. there's something else 
or you're wrong or there's an answer to your question. You know what I mean? And that's what this whole story is. So with that being said, it's it's not like we're saying she hit him. But (laughs) she leaves to go get food. And during that time period, this Patrick Vasi guy gets hit. And to this day, that whole thing is unsolved. Right. They don't know who did that and who was responsible for it. You know, whatever. <sighs> so she didn't have a boyfriend at this time. His name was Bill. And they met at West Point. And yeah. he was already in... He had already graduated and was in the Army. Um, and the they had... Well, they had talked. met at West Point. He was a right. senior when she left, I think. Right. And his the plan was... And this is everything I read was the plan was they were going to be an item when this was over, when she finished school. But like up until then, you know, they're kids. They're like, you know, they're 23, 20, they're young and, you know, they're apart and long distance relationships don't work. When you're that age. <laughs> Not when you're that age. You know what I mean? Crushing some dreams out there. Well, when you're that age, come on, man. Yeah, and there were rumors and accusations of him cheating. And her, too. I didn't hear the ones about her. I did hear about him, though. Well, she had apparently slept with one of her like, student track coaches. Hmm. Right. And let me find his name in just a minute. But this all kind of culminates into, like, she's in a bad spot. He was also, and, her boy, real quick, her boyfriend, Bill, was also accused. I know. Of, We're going to get into I know. I know. Of an incident at his old work. So, And this is going to come, this is still, like, right now, right? Uh, I I don't know what happened with him. I kind of got either. off track with him because I don't either. I never did find the final thing with him, but um, that that's like a right now thing. Mm-hmm. So, okay, she's going through this really tough time. She calls her dad. Her dad. Her and her dad were like really close, even though her mom. And dad divorced. Mm-hmm. And her mom and dad divorced. Her mom had an affair with her dad. Or with, on her dad. Right. And um, I guess that. But they had divorced really early in their life. But the family itself was really like close. So even though this happened. The family is really close. Um, she ends up. The dad comes and meets her. And when the dad comes and meets her, now her best friend is like there. And she never hears of this plan to buy a car. But there is this plan to buy Mora a car. Because she's driving a Saturn. Yeah. And we all know Saturns are terrible. <laughs> we all do. All of us. <laughs> if, 
if you have a choice between a Saturn or a Honda, buy the Honda. Right? Right. <laughs> right? They're not making them anymore, so. <laughs> right. But, uh, no, all joking aside, we're probably not going to get Saturn sponsorship. But like, <laughs> uh, the Saturn was in bad shape. So much so, and this will come into play later. Her dad had taught her like an exhaust trick to throw a rag in the exhaust as to not attract police attention. That you're like throwing out smoke. Mm-hmm. Out of your muffler, right? I've never heard that. I thought that was actually the worst thing you could do for your car. Yeah, is it? It's not. You know, it's, it's like a lot. It's just going to build up carbon in your exhaust system, right? Doesn't that just like choke your car? Yeah. Okay. So whatever. But I, apparently, he that was a like a quick fix, a quick fix, like. Um, you know, scotch tape situation for short driving so she wouldn't attract attention to herself. All right, and that, that'll come up a little bit later. But she and her friend Kate um, end up going out, and then they wreck her dad's car. Well, she does, right? Yeah, they went to the party together, but I'm pretty sure Mora left by herself and wrecked by herself. And then she comes back to the hotel. Her dad's there. She ends up hanging out with her dad. She, She's like, he's pissed about the car. Yeah. He, he actually says, I was mad. Yeah. I was mad. And a lot of people come down on her dad and I, I you know I don't really have an opinion it's easy right to now. do the guy did and said a lot of odd things during interviews and he the did. news station I mean one thing in particular stood out as odd to me is that Fred in a news interview when they were because he did a hundred you know there was tons of them they were always asking him and you know they always do that where they have the family reach out and like say something directly to the child on through the TV and one of the things he said looking right at the camera and he was talking to Mora and he said if you're listening we can bang away at this stuff same as we've done every time until we fix it don't be afraid please so he was he which was really odd like in the middle of all this that he would say that to the camera like because his assumption is that she was taken and murdered now. Like if you talk, you know, when he talks in interviews now, it's somebody took her and murdered her. But that sounds like that angry that she went, which was, I thought was odd. So that's, it's easy for people to start pointing fingers at him because he, he kept, you know, I have, doing I have stuff kids. like that. I have kids. You have kids. Your kids are way older than my kids. Yeah. We're the same age, but your kids, you were smart about it and they had kids when you were young <laughs> so that you don't have to do it. <laughs> you were much smarter than me. I got two out of the 70, house. I'm going to be 75 years old raising, <laughs> raising teenagers. Uh, but, but like, you know, you have to admit 
you know, not saying your kids' names, but like your boy and your girl, you have national media attention on you, Brandon, you know? And they're like, hey, hey, man, what's up with your kid? What's up with your kid? And they're in your face and they're pointing, they have a microphone. That's got to be nerve wracking. Sure. That's to say. Right. And you have to be like, you know, part of you as a dad is like, fuck all you guys. All yeah. you want, all you want is fucking ratings. Yeah. Now, so I, I do understand the reserved nature of it where, you know, you're like trying to put them in the best light. Yeah. I do get that, yeah. you know, and I think everybody would understand that if there was their kid, you know, you're trying to like, and saying something like that maybe puts the proposition out there that you know maybe yeah if it's possible that she's just right they're angry that she'll come back yeah exactly um, almost like a desperate plea but but when you're when you get these internet trolls and that's that's what a lot of this was because that the the guy very guy you were talking about james renner he he had actually started up this um website that was a a crowdsourced website where people came in and and man the conspiracy started flying so every time the guy spoke they wanted to pick it apart so it was it was one of those things where things got out of control because mostly because of this and that's why the family didn't want anything to do with james renner they didn't want him to write the book because they had saw a lot of this stuff that was being said and allegations being made about their dad and all that stuff so they they didn't want nothing to do with him. And it's easy. That's why we put like a kind of disclaimer when we started this. Cause like, we're not trying to say that we know we're talking, right? You know right. I mean? yeah. We really aren't. We're not trying yeah. to be like 60 minutes or dateline. No, we're we just, just want saying, to intrigue people to right, go and look story. into the stuff. There's a story out there. Yeah. Right. That, And we're trying to give you the most information about what the story is. And then we kind of give you our opinion. That's all we do. And yeah. so like, so with this, like, honestly, me and you don't have a dog in this fight, right? Yeah. We're just like, we're just kind of telling you what's going on, but she doesn't make it easy. Yeah, it's that's what makes it weird. That's why we're. That's covering. what makes it weird. She emails her her teachers mm-hmm. right after this incident. Yeah, and says, "Well, there's been a death in the family." And, uh, well, for the next, you know, week, I'll be out. Right. And she had a friend that um, she was attending UMass with, and they were in class together, and they used to carpool to clinicals together. Her name was Erin O'Neill. Right. And she, um, she said that she even turned in her homework the night before she went missing and called her that night. And said um, that she had a family emergency, that she would be gone for a little while, and that she asked her if she wanted to return the clothes that she had borrowed from her. And she said, no, you don't have to. It's no big deal. And when she asked her what the family emergency was about, she didn't really allude. She didn't really let loose anything, but she did say again, her sister. So she said it was about her sister and she just kind of leave, left it be because she figured she didn't want to talk about it and uh, that sometime um, early that really early that morning 
she had went over to her dorm room, Aaron O'Neill's dorm room, and and there was she said she remembered a knock on the door. She wasn't expecting company. She didn't think anything about it. She went back to sleep. But when she woke up, there was a bag outside her door that had her clothes that Moore had borrowed. So Moore had actually stopped at her place. Man, can you imagine? Right. How she feels. Oh, Jesus right. Christ. If I had right. just answered the door, maybe I'd have information. You know, where are you going? Why don't you tell me where you're headed? Yeah, because you like never that. think that's the last time you're going to see somebody. Yeah, that's got to be a true mind job right there. Yeah, because that's happened to me in my life. Yeah, Not that specific uh, circumstance, but I. The last moment I, you missed. I have. Um. Yeah, what happened to me was I, instead of doing something with somebody, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to roll out or whatever. And I did. And I never saw him again. That sucks. And then like a week later, I was at their funeral. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible because like it was like totally innocent. Like, not like I had any kind of, like, vendetta. Like, ah, fuck you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just right. like, just like, ah, you know, I'm good. I'm a, I'm a bail. Um, and then, like, literally, like, seven days later, I was like, hey, did you hear what happened? And I'm like, ah, what? And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. It sticks with you forever. That happened 20 years ago, and I'm still talking about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> You know, so like, so yeah, so she, she emails peeps, her, her professors and says, uh, need a little more time. So then she leaves and when she leaves, she's in a car that her dad told her to put a rag in the tailpipe as, as do not attract attention. And she takes off and she drives for like four four hours, right? Yeah, it's like three and a half hours. And- so I've never been to New Hampshire. So like that's one part of the country. So New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, mm-hmm. um, and parts of Connecticut. I haven't been there. Yeah, so apparently her she left Massachusetts and, and a lot of her trek was through Vermont and then eventually snaked back in. So she was kind of going up the border, sounded like. Right. Where she snaked back into uh, New Hampshire. And I think it's probably like uh, a Midwest situation where like you're in Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky. Yeah. You know, Tennessee, uh, Kentucky. You're like, you're like, Kind of always right. in, in that, yeah. Depending yeah. on how, how you drive or what what highway you're on, right? Um, but yeah, like that area, it's very um, it's foothills and mount small downs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually hill, like a lot hillier than, and then there's mountains because, of course, there's a lot of skiing in Vermont, New Hampshire, but they uh. In Massachusetts, where she's from, uh, Haven, I believe it's what it's yeah. called. Haven, Massachusetts, which was the home of Ocean Spray, by the way. They grow lots of cranberries there. It was, I, you know what? That makes sense. They have the bogs. Yep, they have a lot of bogs. They they were known <laughs> as uh, they they would mine bog iron in Haven, Massachusetts. Which What's is bog the, iron? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's it iron, iron found bog. Found bog. Yeah. Huh. 
So uh, there's some kind of mineral reaction in the water that creates the uh, the iron, and and then it's it's uh, collected out of the bogs. Yeah, it's crazy when you see how like stuff like that's grown. Like I never, I always thought pineapples were on pine like palm trees, but they're not at all. They're right out of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. grow about three feet off the ground. Yeah, and they're not <laughs> native to Hawaii. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but yeah, um, they they was. Um, she was, you know, it's a small town at the the town she's from. It's as small as our hometown, and right. and um, there was, I mean, there's there's a few claims to fame there. Different people, writers and athletes. There was actually a guy that was on the first season of Ultimate Fighter. If you watch that show, and really, yeah, he was from there. So, hmm. um, there was another guy that's an author that I get it. I'm. Uh, you know, my nerd side, my secret closet nerd side that plays D&D and reads dragon novels. Um, <laughs> that guy used to write for, there's a guy from her town that used to write for those and, and, and actually work on Dungeons and Dragon game or uh, tabletop games. You actually, you played Dungeons and Dragons? Oh yeah, my, my wife was the uh, dungeon master. Of course she was. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Then, yeah, now it makes total. Right, uh, but but she does. She goes on this four-hour drive, mm-hmm. um, sort of through the countryside, and then she wrecks. Yes, she um, wrecks. Pretty sharp turn. On a sharp turn. It was very cold and out. Could have been icy. Yeah. Could have. Yeah, I mean. They were so, wreck conditions. So, you and I are from pre-cell phones. Mm-hmm. We came up, we went through everything. We went through, like, no cell phones, MapQuest, <laughs> cell phones, and smartphones, right? Right. Do you remember, we were in high school, sometimes you would get lost going to a party. Oh, yeah. That w- That was, like, a thing. Yeah. Everybody be like, hey, man, what happened to you Saturday? You're like, oh, yeah, right. We got lost. Yeah. They're like, ah, well, fuck it. Chalk it up next time. You should have <laughs> taken a right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So at this time, it's not <clears throat> really crazy that she doesn't have cell phone reception where she's at. But mm-hmm. she does wreck. And so when you get into the timeline of it, um, there's this guy Butch Atwood. He comes by. He's a school bus driver, and he asks her if she needs help. She says no. Well, he has no cell phone service. Well, he li- he lives within sight of the crash. Right, but he has no cell phone service. Yeah, he knows right. there's no cell phone service up there. So she says, "I already called AAA." He immediately knows she's lying. He knows she's lying. Right. Mm-hmm. So she says, I called AAA. Um, he goes home. But it, like you said, it's right there. Right? Yeah. All right. I mean, it's, so- it's right up on the left. If you're looking at the map where she wrecked, um, the next intersection that comes up, there's a road there. He lived before that. I mean, and that was all that stuff is like completely within sight line of the, the crash. So he was he was really close. I mean, she probably watched him pull in his driveway. Right. 
then they call from a landline. Yeah, he called in the neighbor that was behind the crash. Called also when they saw the crash, they just were witnessing it out the window. So it's like, all right, it's New England. It's seven twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. When the first call came in, yeah, in February, right? Okay, so it's dark. It's dark. It's cold. And there's probably snow. There, it's two there is foot snow. of snow. They said there's about okay. a foot and a half to two foot of snow on the ground. So by seven forty-six, twenty minutes, nineteen minutes later, mm-hmm. um, cops are there. Yes. According to the police. According to the police. That's when they arrived. Now, there was a woman that was driving by the accident scene who claims that there was a... A guy smoking a cigarette. And there was a cop car there that was already there within seven minutes of the accident. So this is where her dad... Her dad has a big problem with the police and we'll get into that Mm -hmm. in a minute but like yes there's a bunch of conflicting reports right so either way the police arrive 19 Um, minutes later yeah and they're 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 and and they you have to remember um they're just going there as a like a small time you know, they have no idea anything about yeah. Moore Murray. Yeah, and and the, the the bus driver's call to the police would have said, "Yeah, I talked to her. She seemed okay, a little shooken up," because that's how he put it. So it's not like they were panic driving out there to some crazy accident scene or that she was in distress in any way. They were just driving out to the run of the mill, New Hampshire, slid on the ice. Time to report. So she's between then and seven forty six. She's gone. Yep, she disappears. With nobody sees her get into a car. Nobody sees her run up in the hills. Nobody. There's no footprints. Mm-hmm. And a lot there's... of people had eyes on this. They were paying attention. Now they were they were they admitted that they looked away from time to time, but a lot of people were just gazing out the window and watching this go down to make sure she was okay and all that stuff. But, but yeah, so, so I did I did I did break one of my rules on this one, which I listened to other podcasts about this. Yeah, <clears throat> but this one podcast I heard they said they broke it down. It's like seven minutes. Yeah. There were seven minutes where nobody had eyes on her. Correct. By like when they could like account for when things were going on. And in those seven minutes, she vanished. Um, and that's it. Mm-hmm. To this day, nobody has seen Maura Murray. Right. Okay. Let's get into the facts.
when people ask you, what do you do for a living? Do you want to be able to tell them I'm a producer? Well, now you can. Go to patreon.com, search everything that's weird, and sign up. We'll list you in all the show notes and mention you in every episode. Go to patreon.com to get started today. So at this point, more is missing. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they don't say that she's missing. They kind of think that she ran away from the scene of the crime, which would be drunk driving. Because yeah. in her car, there's a receipt from the liquor store. Yeah. With with all the ingredients for a mudslide. Yeah, <laughs> and a box of wine, and, and a some diet. vodka wine coolers or something. Yeah, which, some I don't know what that is. What are fucking wine coolers? I thought I wine coolers were. I thought wine I think coolers it's, were. I think it's liquor. when whatchamacallit started doing them um, smearing off. But I thought that was yeah. Way but later. That, that's malt liquor, dude. That's not vodka wine coolers. Yeah, I don't know what they mean by vodka wine coolers. But Um, there was a there was a receipt, and apparently she was on camera, and the camera uh, was given to the police, but the police of that footage, they've never shown it, or her actual purchase, right? Right, they they didn't, and they they also have her on a camera uh, withdrawing some money for like most of her bank account. She like basically emptied right. her bank account on, at an ATM, a walk up ATM. They caught her on camera, and they never released that footage either. Which is so odd. we t- we touched a little bit on they were gonna buy her dad had come up to hang out and he had talked about buying her a car because she was going to like clinicals and. Yeah. Whatever, and and they had taken a bunch of money out. Well, he had, and her friend had said she she never heard anything about taking a like. Yeah, she had never heard anything about buying a car. Yeah, but her dad had withdrew like four thousand bucks. Yeah, and he didn't have it. Hmm. He like. He, he basically drained his bank account because later it comes up that he actually loses one, his house to like foreclosure. Mm. And I can tell you as somebody that has done home loans, you have to be delinquent for a long time. Right. <laughs> so like they did like a forensic thing of his they did a friend they had a forensic accountant look at his stuff and that 4000 never went back into his account in any manner right um so she's missing but they think that she ran away cuz she was possibly drunk cuz of what was left back in the scene so there's a few yeah. conflicting reports well, the police also believe that she was that it's possible that she was pregnant. Now, that was something that uh, James Renner said too. The police said that because 
they said when they looked through her Google searches that she had been looking up uh, effects of alcohol and pregnancy. And she had also had um, an affair. Mm-hmm. Again, quotation marks. I don't know if you can have an affair when you're, you're not married. But like um, with the school's right. assistant, he was like a student track coach. Is the way. Awesome. Yeah. Right. So <clears throat> that guy has an alibi. He's immediately cleared. But she does have a boyfriend, this guy, Billy Roush. And he's in, like, Oklahoma. Yeah, but when she left, I think there was a good... There was a capable timeline from when she left. um, Because it was only, like, three months later, I think. Or when she... From the time she left West Point... When she got to UMass, she wasn't at UMass that long when she got into trouble with the credit cards and then got in trouble, then wrecked her dad's car. She was she hadn't right. been there that long. Right. So she there's had. a possibility that she could have been pregnant by Bill, her boyfriend. Maybe. I that's, believe that's the okay. timeline works out where she could have been pregnant from Bill. And it but at, been the, at the time of her James Ranner's yeah. But at the time of her disappearance, he's in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. Right. But James Renner's theory was, the guy that wrote the book, His what he believes is she was pregnant. She was running from her cheating, no good boyfriend because everybody that they talked to said that he was bad news for her. And also her overbearing father who pushed the, the his girl's you know, to be great all the time and all this stuff. So yeah, that was his theory too. Was that they, she so, was pregnant and running away from the men in her life. That was the police's that was their theory. Yes, and that was it, like so right in you, line with James Renner's theory. So she had also they had also on her computer besides the um Besides the whole, like, how much can you drink? Yeah, when you're Googling pregnant, about right? the pregnancy. She had also looked up um, Stowe Rentals. So Stowe was a place where she was comfortable going because it was sort of like a chalet type of condo in the mountains. Yeah, her family used to go there, like her dad... Or like you said, her parents were separated. So when they spent time with their dad, when they got him, he got him on like the weekends and he would take them up to the White Mountains and they would go camping. And there were several places that they used to go camping there and they used to have a ton of fun. That's what Julie, the sister, said. So. So it, it sounds like she's going somewhere familiar to her. If you're going to get away, retreat somewhere. But you know, she had made like head. several calls. Uh, seeking some kind of like stay arrangement and a few people that she had called had mentioned that she asked if there were twin beds yeah specifically and that's going to get us into something a little bit 
later in what we're talking about. But mm-hmm. she that she specifically asked, which I think is weird. But yeah. if you're like, hey, uh, you got, are there twin beds? Or is it a queen situation? Like, what are we dealing with? Um, but if you say, hey, are there twin beds? It kind of implies you're with somebody. Yeah. So, whatever. That happens. Um, she is inquiring. And I never did get a timeline on that. As far as, like, when exactly she called. Yeah, no, I don't know either. I know. And I, I don't know if anybody did, really. Because, like, I've I've scanned a bunch of YouTube. I've read a bunch of stuff. Um... I watched Renner's thing. Renner's thing is kind of ridiculous. It's kind of, it's very sensationalized. Like, well, like he kind of leaves himself a way out by saying like, you can't trust anybody because everybody had a reason to lie in this case. And you're like, okay, well, why do you say that? You're leaving yourself like, you're leaving yourself an out. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. So what you're saying is you're lying to me. Right. It it leaves you an out. That's what, whenever anybody says it, just so you know, don't take a lie detector test. (laughs) Yeah. And if anybody says everybody has a reason to lie in this case, they're lying to you. Right. (laughs) They're probably the liar. (laughs) Right. But in all seriousness, like, if you look at a map, this is real close to the Canadian border. Yes. It really is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of like, rumors came up that she went to Canada. Well, there's a lot of sightings. Yes. That have her in Quebec, right? Yeah. Like, and even, like, even Renner and the, the two guys from the podcast that we talked about earlier, Lance and Tim, went up in 2014 to Canada. And started just asking around at all the businesses. And they actually went into a, um, a record store in Quebec. And the and woman gym, behind the counter. Right? Well, yeah, the woman behind the counter said, absolutely, 100%, that woman has been in here before. And a gym. And then when they went to the gym, they have the woman on camera. They blur her face out, but they have her on camera when they went up there. And she said, and they handed her the missing flyer. And she said, yeah. I've seen this girl before a few times and they asked her when the last time she was in and she said three weeks ago. <sighs> and it, it was, and there was a few more sightings after that, but then a couple of them, um, one of them was like a language barrier problem. And when they got a good translator to come in and translate for this lady, I'm, I'm, I didn't see why, but I'm guessing it's because she spoke French exclusively and probably didn't speak English well and somebody translated for her and she was actually saying no I've seen a lady that was very similar to this but the eyes were different and the you know this was different and such and such so it was like I think there was some confusion with that one so she she's very uh, her I'm trying to think of the right way to say this without saying it She's white. <laughs> She's like Mayflower Wonder Bread white. Yeah. Right? She she just is. 
her name is Murray. It probably has like some sort of Irish descendant, but like for all intents and purposes, she is a very Caucasian woman. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so like it, like somebody like her getting into Canada, you know, come on, man. Like nobody's very unassuming. Yeah. Um, but, but there's only like 37 million people in Canada, right? A and, gigantic you know, country, and there's only about 37 million people, which is like so I don't I, know, fourth million less than California. So, listen, I'm not saying anything Republican or Democrat, however, when you watch Fox News. <laughs> They're always like, border crisis, border crisis. Well, okay. The Mexican border is like a third of the Canada border, right? Yeah. And like, you know, they have like, it's so ridiculous how they have like, it's like a sixth of the troops on the Mexican border. As they do on the northern border. <laughs> and literally all of like the terrorists come in through Canada. <laughs> all, all of them. All of, the, all of them. Because they're like, yeah, nobody's fucking checking Canada. Right. Like, right. No, if, they, you're, if you're broke and you want to get in, you go south to get all in. Right. right. If, if you got money, if you got you resources, get, you're going you got north. north. Right. Because literally, there's so many roads and towns, and I mean, there's there especially are if your skin's white, then you you're gonna blend right in, dude. Seriously, I hate to be like that, but it's true. Or like you're moderately ethnic, yeah, <laughs> right? You know, there's so many towns up there. There's so many towns that border Canada and America. Where, like, some of the towns, it's, like, where we're from, and, like, one side of the street's Canada, and the other side's America. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like, sure. it's, it's just, like, there's zero. I actually saw something that, that showed that if you, if you took the population that's in the northernmost part of the United States, and you show the majority of the population of Canada and where it's located, there are more people that are United States citizens living in the United States that are north of most Canadians. That makes sense. So, like, Detroit is actually, you guys kind of go south to get into Canada. Right, because when you get to Windsor... Yeah, you go like a you got like this uh, southeasterly direction that you go to get to the Ambassador Bridge. So, well, did you ever watch Silicon Valley? Uh no. Silicon Valley is great. It's all these dudes. They they have like a startup and they're dorks. I saw the first few few episodes. <laughs> okay. I got the premise. Well, the the one guy's like Pakistani, and they're getting ready to get public, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, "Hey, uh, their lawyer's like, hey, man." Uh, one of your guys is like not a citizen, <laughs> and he's like, "That's fucked up, man." He, the the Pakistani guy is like, "I had to fucking sit through 
hours of interrogation of them asking me if I'm Al-Qaeda and they're fucking questioning whether or not I'm a fucking citizen. He's like, I'm a fucking citizen. I went through all the fucking classes. I did all the fucking shit. And they're like, no, no. <laughs> not, not you. And it was the Canadian. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, my car broke down the bridge. So I just walked in. I didn't stay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, unbelievable. Your car broke down on the bridge and you just walked across. <laughs> oh, weird. <laughs> but that but seriously there are like I, I read it all the time like in like Instagram or Reddit or whatever there's these towns that are like half Canadian half American yeah sure and it just doesn't matter because nobody yeah. cares because yeah. it's in the middle of nowhere right you're like up in the Dakotas or you're like right. you know you're you know Better hope Justin Trudeau don't find out you're jumping back and forth across the border. <laughs> I knew a friend, my buddy Ari, my buddy Ari, uh, he was from Vancouver, and he came down with his motorcycle, and we were asking about it, <laughs> and he's like, nobody fucking checked, they just waved me through that, right? Man, like, <laughs> he's like, yeah. they don't care that you're going to America. You know, I think it was a little bit bigger of a deal there because back in the day, um, uh, when we didn't have so many of our states that that now have recreational marijuana, there was a lot of. And before Canada well, yeah. went full wreck, Canada had a lot of grow ops, and so, they were funneling a lot of weed down through the United States. So there was okay. there was a, a short time where I think it was a little bit more intense, but never really anything like the southern border so when we were teenagers you could drink at 18 in canada yeah and it was the same in mexico but we lived in ohio so like you know windsor was like our spot you could literally go to detroit drive right across the bridge oh my god dude right across and you're legal and co- coincidentally, Windsor, I think uh, that area right there was one of the last people to like uh, give in to the whole, the country went full recreational marijuana a few years back. And I think 2017, maybe um, made kind of big news because a lot of people didn't realize that they were like one of only like, I think there's only three total countries where marijuana is completely recreationally illegal. Yeah, because people think like... The Netherlands is yeah, not. it's not, it's not, not at all. No, they just have a really high tolerance for it. They just, they just, they just, they don't. They just, crim- yeah, it's they don't like a blind eye. It's like a blind eye. Sure. They just like they're like fine, smoke pot, whatever. Yeah, right. So, um, so anyway, so anyway, she, she's missing. Mm-hmm. She, there's a few people that have eyes on her, but like I said, there's like this seven minute window. Where she is like non-existent, and then gone, just gone. Yeah. So and there was a lot of talk about that they didn't, they didn't search right away, and that right. the cops botched a lot of stuff. And they did. They made some mistakes. They definitely they did. Made they a lot they of originally mistakes. thought. Well, they originally thought she was like a drunk driver on the run. Yes. 
and she was gonna sleep it off. So they were like, "Fuck it, we've seen this a bunch of times." You know, you we can't prosecute you after we catch you when you're sober, right? Uh, which is it. something I've never done. I mean, that's ridiculously illegal. I, lo- I would never run away from a crash site drunk and not report it. Is that, are you being perceived? <laughs> <laughs> never, never happened to me once in my life. <laughs> not even twice. Not um, even three times. <laughs> not, even, not even close. Uh, so. But yeah, but you get it. Like that makes. I'm okay. Fine. Whatever. I, all joking aside. <laughs> if you're a cop, mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, man. They fucking just ran away, right? Right, and, I, and they, 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 and know, I, I they do know, understand. They know what I, they know exactly what the hell happened. Because like why her, you left. her diet coke can that she had like in her cup holder smelled like wine. Mm-hmm. She, she's just cruising, drinking some wine. Yeah, she was, she was drinking and driving. But I don't know if she was like hammered. Like they, there was. Uh, the, the oxygen um, special that we talked about, the 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 chick that did it, Maggie uh, Freeland, which kudos to her. It was a little sensationalized, but kudos to her because she did do a lot of digging and came up with some interviews with people that they couldn't, nobody else could get and stuff. So, but but she did this. She did the drive. She she tested it out. She did like a litmus test where they 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 show that first camera where she goes to the ATM she goes there and they clock it at like the exact time that she went to that ATM and then they drive to the locations that she went to the liquor store blah 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 and then they they go because apparently at some point she picked up an accident form too because her dad had told her to get an accident form so she could report his accident right so she had picked that up she goes to the liquor store and she does the drive well they did the drive too and she said she was finding it hard to believe that by that point she would be like so incapacitated that that would cause the wreck. Like she wouldn't, it, it, she'd have to be just like smashing some drinks or something like that, she'd say. But that's, who knows? Who knows really? Cause who knows if she wasn't like, woohoo, just crushed like three in a row. You, you know, you never know. But she also showed up an hour earlier than Mora did. So she made she made that drive an hour quicker than Mora made the drive. So there's a missing hour of that drive. So I told you I drove to California and I took <laughs> my time one time. Yeah, but they turned my parents nuts. My parents were like he didn't call us and blah blah. I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, my and daughter's like, done that. And she's like, they're like he didn't call us. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, mom, it's like I'm out in the middle of nowhere, you know. Mm-hmm. And and okay, this is it's not the same time, but it's. It's about seven years after the time that I did that. Yeah. So, like, you're that age. I can see why you would do that, especially if you're having a hard time in your Mm -hmm. life. Yeah. 
You know, man, sometimes you just gotta, yeah, step back. And, like, everything's not so, like, uh, time sensitive. You know what I mean? Yeah, my daughter did it too. She went to, she, cause she, when she joined the Navy, she drove from, um, she drove from Columbus to, uh, to, um, San Diego by herself. Oh, shit. Yeah, so and that was kind of nerve-wracking. But I had, like, the tracker on her phone. Okay. So I'm, yeah. like, watching her dot go across the country the whole time. And she called me several times on the way and, like, FaceTimed me and stuff like that. And she was stopping in these middle-of-nowhere right. places. And she was showing me. She's like, look at this. Can you believe how much sky there is and all this? And I was like, yeah, that's great. Get back in your car and lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's fucking weirdos out there. And that's what that is. They are all weird. <coughs> all, all of them. They're all yeah. weird. Uh, but yeah, so. She just up and drove to Florida one time too. Like, Well, so then you get it. Yeah. Um. And that was, and that, that, see, that's a, that's the thing. It's like nobody was talking about where more, nobody could put where Mora was going. Nobody in her family, her friends, nobody. They were like, we have absolutely zero idea where she was going. No, especially with the whole thing with, uh, you know, that there was death in the family. And they, you know, nobody could understand why she needed this break. Right. And my daughter was out of the house. She was living on her own and she had just decided she was going to drive to Florida and like didn't tell anybody, you know? And it was like one of the things like Reagan, that's, you can't do that. Like, you know, yeah, but and like, I guess I slip on our part for not paying attention that she was, was gone. But, you know, it was one of the things she was like, she just up and went. So, you know, if something crazy would have happened to her, early on that plan to just drive to Florida, you know, so like, and she got something happened to her in say Kentucky or Tennessee. It would be like, I don't have no fucking clue why she was in Kentucky, but it was cause she was headed to Florida, you know, and it might be the same with Morris. She might've been doing something like going to Canada or something and the, uh, wreck side tractor. So, well, I know with me, that was the, point <laughs> yeah yeah that was the, with me it was the point pretty sure it was like her point too yeah you know you have to if you want to be in control of your life and you kind of take the bull by the horns mm-hmm. so like i know i'm safe right yeah so like i don't get into weird situations I'm not following people back. Like, and I, your daughter's probably, you know, as street smart as you are. Right. right. So like, so she's not going to do something stupid. Right. Yeah. She's not going to like go hang out with people that are going to fucking, mm-hmm. you know, put her in a bad place. Right. She's I not, she's not one to keep her mouth shut either. So she, she'd, right. she'd be like, this piece of shit just did this. <laughs> even when even when I did what we were talking about, I would go I would never venture very far from my hotel. Right. Yeah, you know, what I was talking about, like, you know, going across country. I would be 
tops a half mile from the hotel. I would usually ask where I should go. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Maura did that, but... No, and the thing thing with this case, too, was... that, like you said, there was only this tiny window of opportunity for her to to disappear. You know, it was a real small window. And here was the thing: they gave, like I said, they gave the cops a lot of crap for for not looking because the big search that was what that started that was like that looked like they were finally searching was this big search that was put together by this. Uh, um, Todd uh, Borgardis, which was he was like uh, um, New Hampshire uh, game and wildlife guy, and he was the one that was in charge of the search. Now, according to him, he's been on like hundreds of search and rescues, and he's only got like two not founds, not recovered, and I one of them's that. Mora. And so this, you had like the guy, you know, you had the man that you want looking right. for a person. So he was out there and they, they started out with like, um, and this is a day and a half later. And they started out with, uh, dogs. They did about a half mile search with the dogs and they did, um, a wider search. And he actually conducted a total of like five searches in the, the search radius grew and grew until it got to about 12 miles of search area. And at one point they even had, um, like one of the search parties had like seven dogs and like a, a nearly a 200 people. So they, they, they were extensive in their searches, cadaver dogs and, and, um, actual, cause there's a difference. There's a cadaver dog and there's a living person dogs where, they're looking for the scent of that person. You know, you give them the gloves, they smell them, and then you take off running. You know, and then there's one that just searches for dead remains. Right. And they had both of those types of dogs out looking. Now, what they didn't say and what this uh, Todd uh, Borgardis said was that the police had actually done that night a preliminary search in the relative area of the um of the wreck and then the next day they searched again and widened their search and when it was clear that something was amiss and they couldn't find anything that's when they called him in so they weren't really slipping on the search it's just that they maybe should have called that guy in right off the bat you know but right but they 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 did call him in and he was extensive they even took the dogs up to a couple different locations where they thought Mora might go as like places that they were familiar to her like when they went camping back in the day and stuff so they took they took the dogs to those locations off site too so and, and it turned up nothing but what did happen on the first day that they started their search a guy had brought a bloodhound and the bloodhound actually picked up Morris scent, walked it down the road to the intersection, and it disappeared. It lost the track. And it did it twice. Right. It tracked it twice to the same spot, and it lost it. Now, what I thought was interesting about that uh, Maggie Freeland's uh, piece on oxygen was that she went out again with like a litmus test type deal. She got 
a cadaver dog and the living person dog. And she got two professional handlers to come out. And first they did an example of what the dogs are capable of. Right. So they did, um, they did, uh, just so she could get a feel for what the dogs, cause a lot of people were saying on that open source, um, website that J- James Rainier started was that it was too cold. Frozen bodies don't stink, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's all crap because frozen or not dogs sense of smell is so ridiculous that they, they would have picked it up. Wind would affect them more than the cold would. And they actually tested that because the conditions were pretty much the same when they went out and checked it, except for they had two to four mile an hour winds when the wreck happened. And that day they took those dogs out. They had 23 mile an hour winds, which right. really messes with the dogs and the dogs still scent tracked perfectly. So they put like, it was actually, they took a placenta and buried it in the snow out in the woods. I heard, right. I heard this. And then the dog went right to it. And then, um, the other dog, the living dog, what they did is they, they used Maggie as the, um, as the, as the person that was missing. So what they did is they had her walk from the crash site up the road to where that bloodhound stopped smelling, right? They pick her up in a car and drive away. And then they go to the lady, give her her pair of gloves, a brand new pair of gloves she, she just put on and they had her scent on and gave it to her. They gave it to the dog. That dog walked straight up the road and right where they picked her up, it laid down. And she said, is it possible that like she could have gone into one of these houses and said no, because she would have kept scenting to the house. So so your opinion, she would have had to get into a car. But there is like uh, at an A-frame house. Yes, that's right. right. Yes. And that's that's close. But that was that was not like. If, like she said, if she had walked off the road on her own volition, the dog would have kept scenting. And here's the other thing that Todd, uh, the Borgardis did. The first thing that they did before they went sweeping through the woods, messing everything up, it hadn't snowed since the wreck. And the temperatures hadn't changed, so they didn't lose any of their snow. It actually got a little colder, so the snow got a little crust on it. So if anybody stepped in it, they would have known. Right. right? So they checked every single road within a 10 mile radius of the crash site and there are no unaccounted footprints off the road into the snow right so nobody walked off yeah nobody walked off so there was theories about her wandering off into the woods drunk and dying from the elements nobody was found no footprints so So it kind of throws that one out they did find in the A-frame that there were like now this was a tip, right? There was a right. there was a John Smith, who's a former police officer. He's been working on this thing since it happened, and he's like in contact with the family. Like he gives, he's investigating on their behalf, so he gives them anything he finds and tips and all this stuff, and they do the same. So he found um, uh, a guy had said that he believed his brother was involved. And that he found a bloody knife in the glove box of his car. And he gave that to this John Smith. Or he gave it to um, the father. Right. The father gave it to John Smith, who subsequently gave it to the police. Now, 
The other thing was is that he was allowed the A-frame got bought by a new new people and they let them go through it before they remodeled it and he found what he thought was blood stains on a carpet up in a closet upstairs and he removed it and gave it to the police. He hasn't heard anything back about either of those two items or whether they tested them or not. Now he went back again and this time the 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 carpet was gone but he took some like wood chips out of the floor. I heard that that t- that that showed that they possibly had blood on it. Hmm. So they were going to do a DNA test, and I don't think it, I think it came back inconclusive because it was not enough. You know, it was just so right. long a time that 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 small amount couldn't be tracked or traced. Okay, so there's also sightings of her in Canada in Canada right yes in several places mm-hmm. there's actually a picture online where she goes to see the Star Wars movie have you I, seen I, that I, I, I didn't see the picture but I heard the, the story. it looks a lot like her and then there's a there's a kid that is right around the age of the kid that if she was pregnant at the time that she disappeared like like 15 years old yeah so now there was another girl that went missing just it wasn't that long before Maura did did you hear about that and a guy Brianna uh, Matlin right disappeared kind of Weird circumstances too. Her car was found backed up into an abandoned house, like backed into it, like actually crashed into the wall. And uh, door open, she's missing. And that wasn't far from where Mora um, went missing. So the original guy that found her retired to Florida and then died in 2018. Um, there's also three guys that worked at a ski lodge right by where she wrecked. Yes. And apparently they all called in sick. Yep. I never did get any verification on that. Yeah. And they, well, they couldn't find any records of them or anything. They right. was just a rumor that was going around that there was these three guys, which coincidentally again on that special she got a psychic i hate psychics for this (laughs) i know and and she supposedly had no no idea about the case and she brought her in and she said that she believes there was three guys which i i get it like you know they do a lot of uh that cold reading and stuff, but, and, and she could have totally been Googling all her way to New Hampshire, but, but, um, according to her, she didn't. And even if she had some of the stuff that she divulged would been, you would had to be deep diving. I mean, yeah. To find some of the stuff she said that, that corroborates with some of the theories they had. So I don't know, take it for what it would, you know, what it's worth, but, but she did, also mentioned that that she believed it was three guys and that 
they took her somewhere that didn't turn out to be what they said it was going to be, and she got, you know. And her dad kind of believes that. Her dad kind of believes that they, like, yeah. she didn't go with the bus driver because he's kind of a weird guy. Yeah, well, guy in but a bus then, at 7.30 at night. Yeah. Right? Sorry, buddy. But then some young dudes drive by, and they go to a party, and then uh, it then ends up rumor well. she OD'd. Right. At a party that whoever picked her up took her to a party and she OD'd and they freaked out and hid the body. That was one of the rumors going on. So then one another rumor is her boyfriend at the time that was at West Point. Um he literally has charges against him right now mm-hmm. for choking somebody out, right? Yeah, and he had he had charges against or allegations brought up on him earlier for a place he worked at that a co- co-worker said that he like sexually assaulted her. But the problem is he was in Oklahoma. Yeah, he couldn't have had nothing to do with more. And actually her sister's like, you know, you don't just you can't just leave. Like you you'll be AWOL and that's a big deal. So there's the sightings of her in Canada. There are all these theories of these people. There's like these three guys that could have that worked at a ski her. lodge that could have taken her, yeah. right? But that's not really verified. There's also the theory that there was they were tandem driving that there was right. somebody following her and that she knew because according that was the police that was the police's second theory. Right, because according to uh, James Renner, right, there was a um, there was a woman in a um, uh, in a what the heck was it? It was a Buskin grocery store. Says that she believed that she rung up Mora and two other women right about a half hour before the accident. Now, it doesn't help. help. Her friends won't talk at all. Yeah, and the, the the girl that she went to the UMass dorm party before she wrecked her father's car. Won't talk about she it. She won't talk to anybody. And no. even when she was asked about it, she was really, like, aloof about it. She was like, oh, it was a party. I don't really remember who was there. Right. And it's they, like, they well, like, can't come up with it. Your like friend's missing. You Come on. You know? Right. right. So, and that, and that was weird. And now... Now, which is funny because one of the things that psychic said was that that she had friends that knew something and it was either that they didn't think it was important or they were hiding something so that they didn't get in trouble. But either way, some of her friends knew her and that the person that picked her up, she had met him before that, that they were an acquaintance. And it's kind of weird to me, like when they're, they're saying that it's like. Okay, there's this hour of time that they can't account for. What if that hour of time was she was meeting with two friends and they went to this store and bought more liquor at this grocery store in Haver Hill a half hour before the accident and they were meeting some guys that were heading the same place that they were going. So they're all basically taking the same road, you know? It, right there, there could be this whole collaboration with other people, and those girls kind of thought maybe these guys did it, but didn't want to rat them out or something. You never know; like they were more loyal to them than they were to her. 
because they weren't like close friends. They were just acquaintances. They just ran into each other on the road or something. I don't know, but uh, it seems pretty odd to me. Some of the theories that say that because it's just like, how random would it be to find her on this kind of back road and be like, hey, remember me? There's also like the serial killer. Yes. Of theory where Israel somebody Keys. was right was following her. Israel Key. They said, you know but how he lucky didn't... it would be to get into a crash in the first he, person he who never shows up did... as a serial killer. But he never said anything about it. Well, he 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 didn't have much of a chance. They didn't catch him till 2011, and the dude committed suicide in prison in 2012. Right. Okay, right. So. so but he never alluded it to anybody or said that to anybody. That was never right. But who you know? I don't. I don't know if I, I. I didn't really get a chance to look up Israel Keys, but I don't know if he did a lot of bragging about what he did. Like I think they caught him and they were. They were. I think I don't know if he was just like, yeah, I did it, and here's all the people, and here's where I buried him. I think it was like I didn't do anything, and then they proved that he did, and they put him in jail when he just said fuck it and killed himself but he was this is a this is a guy now they're they're talking about how unlucky you'd be to be a serial killer but they had a rigid serial killer in that area new hampshire was his stomping ground and the thing about that was not only kill kits yeah he left these murder kits in the woods yeah i I heard that he like would he would like stash like bags with like all the stuff like zip ties and shit like that to do all his murdering and he would just leave them in random drop spots all through new hampshire and his targets were primarily people who were lost right so a wreck girl on the side of the road he must have been like you know, if it was him, he would have been like, Jesus, it is my birthday or something. <laughs> you know? How lucky am I today? It's like it's like that guy commercial. <laughs> like running for the serial killer. Yeah. It's like, why can't we just get into the running, running car? car. <laughs> Are you <He's> crazy? <laughs> He's like, let's go hide up in the attic. That old house. <laughs> what? No. Hide behind the chainsaw. <laughs> and that murder. Even the guy's like, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it is crazy. However it happened is really crazy. Because yeah. she's like there and then she is gone. And yeah, yeah, the police just... seem... The police seem to like these these three guys that had like probably to me the most probable explanation. Like you have a guy like Butch that comes up, you know I can't you know I can't like hang out with that guy, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, thanks, no thanks, right? But like you have some young dudes that come up, but then. <clears throat> The reason the police dismiss them so fast, they must have some kind of solid alibi, right? Yeah, I, well, I don't even know if they took that theory serious. I don't even know if they yeah. looked into it that much. Right, because... I, I, I think it was know, all man. town folk talk. Right. 
That's what right. it sounded like it amounted to, to to me. Cause like they couldn't, like all the people that come later, cause this is a well-trodden path. And I, I think a lot of people came through and they looked into that and they couldn't find anything on it and they gave up on it. You know, they couldn't find the record of these three guys that worked at the ski lodge that all called in on the same day. But cause I think it was so, a rumor coming out of the ski lodge of somebody that worked there. There's three basic theories. It's that, um, she was kidnapped Correct. by a serial killer. She ran away from the scene, mm-hmm. got into a car with somebody willingly. Yeah, and, 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 and that a new life that went south, or oh, that no. went, that went south. Yeah, or this is like a whole thing to start over right there was also theory on um suicide and uh getting lost in the woods and dying from the elements but you can well, they, pretty they much rule those going, two out because they never found a body and it was right and they, you know, they call it going squall that's what is that's what the dad said yeah i've never heard it I've never when, heard that. and he it was the first thing he said to the police officer that was the first on the scene he he said she might have gone squaw. And he said, what does that mean? And he said, you, you know, I've always told her when we were hiking, you just get off the trail and next thing you know, you're dead. And it's like, well, that's weird. That is weird. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's never said that to me. <laughs> like, that's, a, that's a terrible thing to say <clears throat> to your kids. I guess to keep my, you know, like you keep doing that, you're going to go blind. <laughs> Whatever. All right, let's see what we think. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, I can go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Well, I can put, I think, I, I believe I can put the pregnancy thing to rest. That she wouldn't have been pregnant and running from the men in her life scenario. Because um, the the woman I mentioned earlier that was carpooling, Aaron O'Neill, that was attending UMass with her. And uh, they would do carpool to clinicals. They were in a maternity class, and one of their um, one of their uh, their professor actually had given them as the assignment to look up different um, maternity, Google different maternity stuff, and email it to each other. Okay, and so they could discuss the situations that they were looking up. So her googling all the the pregnancy stuff it was directly had to do with the class she was in okay so and like her like Aaron O'Neill said she goes she had turned in her homework the night before and she did they showed it like um they found the record on it and she had turned in her homework assignment at like 3 30 in the morning she also had her books yes she had all her okay. books in the car and there was there was a lot of stuff in the car that would also dispel the uh, pregnancy rumor, which was birth control with four pills missing. 
Now, the immediate right. thing I did was I got up and I went to my nurse wife and I asked her, I said, is there any reason why a pregnant woman would, if she thought she was pregnant, would take her birth control pills with her? And she was like, no, that doesn't make any sense. And I, because I was like, I always thought there was like something that they say. Um, you get overdose. Don't, 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 don't even handle them. But she said, no, that would be fine. But if you're pregnant, but don't, she's like, no, but there, it doesn't right, make any sense. Right, because your wife, your wife would know. Yeah. So she's like, no, it doesn't make any sense that you would bring your birth control pills if you were pregnant. So she definitely in, in her in her belongings that were found in the car in the police report, which was which was big. And here's the other thing that that takes the for me, the runaway scenario away from it also is that the effects that were found in the car, they were uh, they were runaway effects that she left behind. Right. Okay. So there would be effects that if you were running away that you would take. They were, uh, you know, toiletries like um, shampoos and makeups and and uh, travel toothbrushes. And um, she even had her uh, what's the really expensive face scrub for acne? But pizza? Uh, no, uh... no, it's. <laughs> Redneck. You know what I'm talking about, though. You have to order yeah. stuff. It's expensive, and they yeah. And so that Red was Day? in there. Red Day. I don't know what it is. It was, right. but she's she's, uh, and I was only catching glimpses of the lists because uh, I saw them on TV, and I'd like pause it and like I'm looking down through them to do my own sleuthing about what was in there, and it was it was quite a bit of items, including sleeping pills, which there was a okay. bunch missing, but. It's really confusing how they listed it because they listed five packets and then down at the bottom they listed empty box and it sounds like me five packets were in a box and they were out of that box so it's right. it's not like there was a whole box of sleeping pills missing it was more like the packets were outside the box right. so or they just counted it as two separate things for some reason but either way um there was just a lot of travel. I'm going to be on the road for a while. I'm not going to be at home. Effects that were still in the car. So if like she had had a wreck and that there was like a follow car or plans to leave with somebody and they picked her up, why wouldn't she just pick up her bags and throw them in the car? You know, that stuff was left behind. Why would she turn in her homework the night before if she wasn't planning on? It's like Aaron said, she said, if I was going to disappear, the last thing on my mind would be my homework. Right. If I'm walking away from nursing, I'm just going to not do my homework, (laughs) you know? And why would she go through the trouble to email her professors if she wasn't coming back? So... So I can, I, I think for me, there's, and there's a few other things, don't want to waste the time, but there's a few other things that, that just say to me that run away, it just doesn't seem correct. It seems more like get away than run away. It seemed like she was trying to get away for a while. Things were kind of crazy in her life. Uh, her sister calls her on the phone. That, that night you talked about where she was so distraught she couldn't speak and that you might be relating it to the guy that she could have possibly hit and run on the campus. But I think, because the, the sister came out and admitted, and she she honestly, when she first said it, she was like, no, it was just a normal conversation. 
she didn't think anything of it. And then when she starts explaining the conversation, it's like, well, yeah, that would totally upset your sister if you told her that. And the story she told her was, I have an alcohol problem. I went into rehab. The My ex-husband picked me up from rehab the day he picked me up. He drove straight to the liquor store so he could get him some liquor. And she went off on him how, how insensitive that was to do. And that was yeah. the story she related to her. And she was right. visibly upset about that. And you're right. There may have been something else going on. And she may have been running from that. But I don't think she was running far. I think she was just trying to go clear her head. And I think what happened was she was a victim of circumstance. She's on this road. She wrecks. And and they'll tell you, even if it even if it was the guy's first kill, even if it was his first chance at an abduction, maybe he didn't plan on killing her. Maybe he planned on taking her somewhere and talking her into sex and it didn't go well. And he did something inappropriate. And that's a lot of people's. Yeah. So it could it could have gone that way. But like, I don't see it as a, a thing where she ran away and somebody picked her up and she continued to run away and she's staying hidden the whole time because in the time she was gone, her mother passed away from cancer. Right. And, and she was really close to her mom. They're like, there's no way that. she would have missed their funeral. You know, she would have called right. and she said, even the sisters, they were like, we, even if we weren't keeping it from everybody, she would still contact us, you know? Right. And she hasn't. So, um, because they're still they're doing they do all kinds of stuff looking for her, so, so you think I think she was a victim of circumstance and I think that's the biggest was, thing when you talk about serial killers it's it's opportunity yeah and it's the, always the kill, opportunity the, the kill kits yeah if you got this guy that has kill kits all over the place he's who knows if he had a kill kit in that area you know he yeah. could just be doing his normal cruise every night waiting for that perfect moment and it just presented itself. And and her dad even said, like, everybody around her say they feel like she's dead. Yeah. They all do. They the all, psychic they all, did, too. Yeah, they all feel like she's dead. And they even tried to trick the psychic. So, you know, we're going to take you to a couple bridges or whatever. Yeah. And the psychic's like, yeah, I don't feel anything here. Yeah, Which no. I, I appreciated her saying... You know what? I don't feel anything here. Yeah, I did too. I thought, I thought she was I, I, I'm the first one that's like, of course doing. you do. Yeah. Of course you feel something. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Right. And she wasn't Dark trying to water. make it like um, um, all mystic or anything like that. And she yeah, told him, she she's like, my, like, my methods are a little odd. I just write stuff down. And then, you know, I get a feeling. And she said, I don't like to know about this stuff ahead of time. Yeah. Because it, it it, you know, it messes. It makes me think. You know, right. muddles up the waters. And that was like the one thing I did right. like about. I did. Her. I, I did appreciate that too. Yeah, they, like she, she thank had you this for being vision honest. of a bridge. She's like, wherever they took her, it was like this dead end place where like people go to party, and you could see a bridge, and she could see a bridge, and like even though the one she said it was really close, so she like this is kind of what I'm talking about, but the bridge is different. It's not. Didn't have that. It wasn't arced like that. It kind of went straight up and straight across. And she was like, so not, not, and she went to each, all three and she's like, I'm just not getting anything. I don't feel anything from any of these three places. Right. She had zero like, yeah. and I, I did appreciate that. 
Right. And that's, and they, and then they, they, they tell you, they're like, there's thousands of bridges around here. So those so are just the ones you, on the rack. You think she was a victim of circumstance, wrong place, wrong time. Somebody got her. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and, and I don't know if it was that Israel keys guy or not. I mean, but New Hampshire's not a big state and that's where he used to murder people. So <laughs> I don't know, you know, and the seeker could have died with him because he killed himself. So nobody right. would be able to ask him. And, and there's, there's serial killers that haven't revealed stuff for years, you know, and then they yeah. finally spill all the beans, you know, or because they'll they sit never, there never they, get they got like a power play there. They want, cause they, get, those, they, get, they can't they get close those hamburgers. Cases. They can't close they, those they cases. They get to get a yeah. big back. Yeah, they can't close those cases until they give them names. And, uh, and they're like, and, I want places. a big back, a fillet of fish. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> no, the green. Really. It's like the Green River Killer. The Green yeah. River Killer. They actually brought him in and questioned him, but they couldn't prove he did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they kind of let it go because DNA wasn't at the place it was back then. Right. And and. They, it wasn't, it was years later. It was like almost 10 years later, I think, after the, the initially started finding the bodies for the Green River Killer, where they, they finally got him and the DNA test back came back positive. And when they went to him and said, we got you, he went, all right, well, I'll tell you about all of them if you do this and this and this and I don't die. Right. And he got, he got pulled off. He didn't get the death penalty because he told told him where he took him to everyone he could remember i remember this go down here you'll find a body here he killed 40 50 people it was like well was there's crazy. a guy there's another guy that uh paints all the people he killed yeah have you seen that guy mm-hmm. and he does it for literally for art supplies yeah <laughs> he's like yeah i killed her Yep. In the yeah, uh, so yeah, okay. I, so I'm there's it's that. it's totally it's totally feasible that Israel Keys killed Maura Murray and died with the secret because he could have been <clears throat> saving stuff for leverage, especially with a case like that. Because if yeah. he caught wind that it was like this high profile, everybody's looking for thing, that's a that's a good bargaining chip if he ever wanted it, but. Right. He just said fuck it instead and killed himself. It's possible, but I'm not saying it was him. I'm just saying that, you know, if it's possible that this guy's got murder kits stashed all over New Hampshire and he's yeah murdering people all over New Hampshire, that it's not out of the question that she got picked up by somebody that's crazy enough to do that. So I think I think I think she got into I think she was I think she was getting away, and I think there's some secrets there. I think she was going to meet some people. She was going to go hang out and get away for a while with some of her lesser-known friends. So, you know, kind of like a reinvention thing where she can be whoever she wants because they don't really know a lot about her. And she wrecked her car on the way, you know, way there. And to meet these people or whatever, or maybe not meet these people, or maybe just go stay by herself and get away. Wrecked her car. First guy comes up. He looks creepy. I'm not going to lie. No offense to that guy if he's still alive, but he looked he creepy. Died. He died. He died. <laughs> okay. Because you roll up at 730 at night in a fucking school bus. <laughs> 
with a big old fucking porn stash. And it's like, right. yeah, hey, and he you want to get in my van? <laughs> and there's a few, like, there's a few, like, um, sexual deviants. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. So, and they, the cops actually said it's a weird place. And I get that. Which, so I get that she was like, <laughs> mm, no, getting bad vibes. And then she right. tried her phone again, like, I, I can't get a hold of nobody. I'm going to walk up the street, try and get a better signal. And got up the street and somebody stopped and said, hey, <clears throat> you need a ride or something, was talking to her. And whether he had to force her in the car, because it sounds like they said she's not one to get into the car with strangers. So right. it, it, for all for all I know, he he it could have been he he grabbed her. You know what I mean? It's hard to say that because you'd think she'd scream. Because everybody thinks that. You think she'd Every, scream, but everybody it, thinks like she was maybe walking away to get like a better signal, and then somebody grabbed her. Yeah, because he could have just been like, "Hey, does this rag smell like chloroform?" Right, <laughs> 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 and then and then and he's gone, and he's off to go uncover one of his murder kits. Okay. I, I don't hate that. I, I mean, honestly, that makes the most sense. Because what I'm going to say doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> I think she bailed. Mm-hmm. I think she bailed because I think she hit that guy. Right. I think she hit that guy and it was a, just a matter of time until it boiled, it, it boiled down to like it was her. And the fact that it hasn't um, is kind of a miracle. She knew it. And I think that's why her dad pulled a bunch of money out and gave it to her to get out of town. And at the time, even now, um, you can get into Canada, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you can just hand them your ID and say I'm going in at the time even now they're not that doesn't go into a log and if it does maybe right now it does it didn't then Mm -hmm. it didn't then it wasn't like the internet wasn't that powerful there was no COVID there was right there just wasn't Mm -hmm. so like I think she started over. I think she went up there. And I think she was pregnant. I think she was pregnant. I think she hit that guy. I think she had a shitload of stuff going on in her life. She's like, fuck it, man. And everything that her family's doing now is to protect her. Because they know where she's at. And I get it. I get it. Because, like... If a family member of mine was in the same spot, I would probably help them out too. Mm-hmm. And then there's also this picture of like they're at a Star Wars movie and it's this girl and this kid that's like would be like 14. Dude, yeah. it fucking looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I don't know what the kid would look like, but it looks like her. <laughs> it totally looks like her. You can, you can. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try and look that up right now because I gotta see yeah, it. Say more, more Murray Star Wars. Yeah. It looks like her, man. And you know, you Canada is one of those places. If you have a mild, um, if you have any kind of mild identity, like it passes, it passes because like Canadians are cool. Mm. You know, they don't care. It's that's not a great picture though. No, but if you look at her smile. It's hard. To, it's hard to fake the smile. Yeah, and it looks a lot like her. So I think she needed an out. And you know, how else do you do it as a dad? Like, what are you gonna stop? If you stop, they're gonna be like, "Well, you obviously know something." Yeah. Right. If you keep going, they're like, "You're a pain in her ass." And then, you know, she has a new identity. I don't know, man. To me, it seems like if you're in that spot, you're trained military, um, even if it's a half of a semester or whatever, do you at least know, you're at least smart enough to know, lay low, go to a small town, you know, yeah, I mean, I, who, I get who, it. Who, I, I feel you. That who's it ever could gonna, totally who, be like who's that. Who's checking up on you? You know, if she comes to him and says, "I'm pregnant, but I got this, and I know it's going to come back on me, and I'm going to be in a lot of trouble, and right, I'm going to have to raise a baby from prison," and and the dad's like, "You know what, man?" And they're also going to throw I me in jail because I violated the. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep looking for you. And they have like you know secret cell phones, mm-hmm. which you could you could very easily have burner phones. Nobody even needs to know your name. You just buy a phone, and has yeah. the SIM card. Nobody even needs to know who you are. You know, and you're in Canada. You're you already live in New Hampshire, so like, I don't know, man. I think she's alive. I think she's live in Canada. I think she was having a really hard time. And her, like, I, it's so cliche, but, like, her world was crumbling around her. Mm-hmm. It just seems really easy. And there was a tandem driver, and the tandem driver took her to the border, or took her past the border. And once she got past the border... You know, the thing I don't get about the tandem driver theory is though, why how they eluded sight of the bus driver because he stopped almost immediately after the crash. Yeah, but the bus the bus driver the bus driver could have been right by the crash and then left, and they could have been like maybe a mile up the road. She's a runner. Yeah, she runs right to the car, dude. It, It seems very easy to me. It's just lucky. Mm-hmm. 
but like well, one of the things that everybody keeps saying is that the window of opportunity was so small that to think that it would be a stranger that would stop and have to do that small talk stuff first hey are you okay would you like to get a ride do you want to use my phone my name's this what's your name blah 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 before she got in the car but if it's somebody you know you're like all sweet and just jump in the car right like i could see that but the the the, the only problem i have with that is that there were so much effects in her car they were in like not like they're not like strewn about that she had to collect them all you're talking about her bags you know with all you don't need it with all her bathrooms and toilets. If you're if you're bailing, dude, who cares? If you're bailing, if yeah, you're leaving. You, if that's the case, then why pack it in the first place? So you're talking like seven minutes. So maybe your ride's a mile away. You have six minutes. Yeah, you just like throw a your runner, backpack on your shoulder. And... A runner can nail a six-minute mile, no problem. Like, I used to run all the time. I could do a six-minute mile, no problem. 620 some somewhere in that and I'm I'm a bigger dude I'm not like you know a 100 pound girl who could like chuck that off no problem you know right <clears throat> I think she left man I think she left I think she 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 needed a new start <laughs> and and they all point to that because like she had a bunch of stuff happen right before she went missing it's true she did she did and if she was pregnant and you know she didn't want to raise that I don't baby know. I know the pregnant thing doesn't more pan out for me I just can't believe that she was pregnant when she was she was in maternity classes so she that's what would answer the googling and then why would she have birth so control a, with four a, pills missing a friend of ours had a baby in Ecuador Mm-hmm. And dude, there's just zero questions asked. <laughs> there's there's just zero questions. They're like, oh, you have a baby coming. Okay. Well, then you need to get into a suite. And they put her in a suite. And it's, and a lot of like, there's a lot of like misinformation with like, it's not like, like Ecuador's not terrible. They have doctors. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, so sure. like she goes into a, like a real hospital that's like sterile. <laughs> well, my first doctor. thought was maybe she was going somewhere to get an abortion, and it's like, oh wait, Massachusetts—they they don't care. I don't even think you have to be a doctor. No, but like she's headed the wrong way. That was a joke. You have to be a doctor <laughs> <laughs> to perform an abortion in Massachusetts. <laughs> They're pretty liberal about that stuff, so I, I that shot that out the window too. Like maybe she was driving to have this abortion, but yeah, I think all the, I, I think all three of them states are like, we'll kill your baby. We don't care. Like I always say. I I'm open to the choice. I wouldn't do it. It's it's uh, uh it's so the, like uh, it's so the, like uh, what you call it. Um, if I was a girl, Dave Chappelle, the Dave Chappelle uh, idea on it, where he says, uh, he's like, if if it's your body and your choice, and you have the choice to kill that baby, the least I can do <laughs> is neglect it. Oh, God damn, my money, my choice. I was like, Jesus Christ. 
<laughs> anyway, don't have I a tried dog to, in a fight, I just, so I don't argue about it. No, but I, I do try to think if I was a girl, that was her. Mm-hmm. This stuff happened. Maybe she hit that guy, dude. Yeah. And if she hit that guy, she is going to jail. Right. There's no, like, especially because that guy had, you know, long-term injuries. He still has, he still has, like, you know, effects from this. He, he spent, like, like, a year in the hospital. Like, big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, you know, there's something to be said about her sister Kathleen. She's an odd duck. And there's a chance that if yeah. what you're saying is true, that she that, like, might have Julie, told like Kathleen. Julie, like Julie doesn't know. Yeah, but Kathleen does. Right. And so I think she kind of threw... maybe the dad does. Because they were like, she was very distraught after the phone call with you. Because at first she was like, uh, there's nothing. It was just a normal phone call. And then after they told her she was... So she was like, I heard that, that she was, she was upset about the phone call, but, and she was still trying to blow it off. And then when they brought up, then she came out with the story about getting out of rehab and having her ex-husband take her straight to a liquor store. Like that's probably what got her upset. So it's totally possible that Kathleen was because they were really tight that she told her everything that was going on and the the, the phone conversation could have been to to go to your theory the con- conversation could have been the status of this guy yeah you know what I mean hey listen I just heard that this guy is and she went oh fuck you know I'm fucked you know you get, you get out of here right now right and then and then maybe she went back and confided in her dad like you said and he helped her go away. And that's why his I mean, stories are all over the place. And he's telling people he doesn't want him investigating. He tells the guy he doesn't right. want him writing a book and all that stuff. So he's he's trying to throw the sin everywhere. And then and at his the same final, time, he's like, I'm looking for her. And I want yeah, to find his final her. affirmation yeah. is that, that, that she was kidnapped and abducted and killed. Right. And that they that's, need to find a killer. That's easy. Yeah. That's easy. And everybody, like, it's like, yeah. Once the smoke cleared and they couldn't find anybody that was, you know, couldn't find anything he could freely say, oh, it was a killer. I mean, even even the police said it's like her 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 scent ended. Mm hmm. Yep. Right. So they're like, she either got in a car with somebody and was killed. Yeah, the, the the lady with the dog that smelled living bodies, that scented living bodies, she yeah. she was confident that because the way her dog reacted, because they set it up this with a similar scenario, they you know they just had her walk up the street, um, and get into and a car pulls up next to her, she gets in and they drive away. So that dog walked up right to the place, I swear to God, right where she got in that car and laid down, right, that's the, and that's that signal that says. Here's where I'm done. This is where the scent ends. What like, I kind of, I kind of think the the wreck was all part of it. Yeah, maybe. Who like knows? honestly, like if I was gonna do that, I would have some kind of elaborate thing that would like a red herring. Maybe I would totally do that. Yeah, but why? Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you have it like? Somewhere well, then, out in the middle of nowhere, where it's, you know it's going to take 
You know it's, it's going to take at least balls to hour. do that. I mean, you got to be like, I'm going to wreck this mi- bitch and not get hurt because they she's in the military deployed and everything. And that's right. That fucks your nose up. You punch the nose. I, I punched myself in the face before. It right. sucks. <laughs> I would never have done that. But yeah. <laughs> I had, had my hand up in the center of the steering wheel when that sucker went off. Yeah, right. I, so pu- like, I punched myself in the face. It was like, wham. I'm like, oh, my God. So, why wouldn't you? Like, why would you're trying to do that? You're trying to disappear? You think you just pull your car off the side of the road somewhere and leave it? I would. That's just as mysterious as a car crash you disappear from. I think a car crash gets you into a conversation with Billy Bob driving a school bus and you don't want to get into that because okay, you don't want so, to be spotted or seen. So maybe, maybe it was an accident. I think it was a for real accident, whatever the plan was. And then we could be it, wrong. it I morphed. That, I think it's like the Titanic conspiracy thing where it's like where you're talking about how they planned on getting to a certain point and having right. the ship be on fire and they have to evacuate it and the right. other ship's waiting for them. You're right. And they wrecked into the iceberg before they got to that point. So, like, this might be the same kind of scenario where she was planning to go to this place. The only difference is in that scenario, the, you know, the the Titanic didn't get somebody pregnant and then hit somebody with their car. <laughs> right, right. And her car, her car couldn't be claimed on insurance as hitting an iceberg. Right, right. <laughs> uh, this one, this one's crazy. It's like... As soon as you think you have an answer, there's yeah. no answer. Yeah. This so, is like making the murderer. It is, right. <laughs> so I think we're inconclusive. Yeah. I mean, I got a theory and I think it's I think it's solid. And, and, I, and I your too. theory is pretty good too. So like if could, you're gonna do, she sense, yeah. and she if anybody could do it, she went literally went to West Point. Yeah, we're talking about another uh very intelligent person too. Right. So, so she's not like a dummy. She's yeah. not somebody that you know never did it. Man, she's a really smart girl. So, all right then. Yeah, inconclusive. Inconclusive. <laughs> and I just want to say there was some there was some notable people that from from Hanson, Massachusetts, where she came from. <laughs> give a shout out to. That, uh, nice. Just like the just like the Ultimate Fighter guy I was talking about, Alex uh, Carl. Carlexis. Yeah. And Carlexis. That's what his name is. And then Rocky Marciano. The only right. defeated heavyweight boxer. Um, there was also uh, a girl that was uh, a country singer that was on The Voice. She, she made it on Shakira's team. She came She's from, from her hometown also. Yeah. And there's two uh, soccer players that are on the U.S. Women's National Team. That are sisters, I believe, uh, Samantha Mewis and uh, Christy Mewis. They're also professional soccer players. They play for uh, Houston Dash and North Carolina Courage. And um, there was a there is a comedian. Oh, it's not on here. Oh, what was his name? Not Dan Cook. No, his name. So is in New Hampshire, it's. All right, in in New Hampshire, it's um, Sarah Silverman and Adam Sandler. Okay, they're the what only. They, 
that I know. Well, I don't know where they're from in New Hampshire, but I do know they're from New Hampshire. Well, now, like some of those people I mentioned, um, including the the, the uh, Christy Mewis, the soccer player, and there's a few other people too. Like I said, there's a comedian. They actually went to her high school. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, that Alec, the UFC fighter, he went to her high school. So, huh? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And there's a comedian I cannot, and I for the life of me, I can't think of his name, but he he attended the same high school as her, and he's pretty funny. I catch him every now and then, but I'll, I'll think of it at some point. But <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't off the top of my head. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, I was trying to. I was trying to think of what I can't remember what school she went to. Um, well, oh yeah, Whitman Whitman Hanson Regional High School, and it, and his name is uh, Joe List. That's it. Oh, I knew Joe List. Yeah, I've Joe heard, List. Yeah, he's he, hysterical. He, yeah, and he went to her high school. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So they got there's a there's a few like I said there's a few uh, uh, oh um, <laughs> Stephen but Smith. He, Steve Smith, former drummer of Journey, oh, went to her <laughs> went to her high school. But don't you think if you were going to go missing, like really missing, yeah, you would have some kind of plan. You would have some kind of weird plan mm-hmm. that would throw like people off your track, right? Wouldn't you? You can't just pull your car over and then like leave you have to make it so fucking weird that like everybody's like what happened <laughs> right yeah I guess. Like banana peels and fucking whatever <laughs> whatever you need know, man like I think like an you're like a reservoir you could just jump the car into and you know you throw the brick on the gas pedal and yeah, but then they get they send scuba divers. Yeah, but they dig it up and they're like, "Why the fuck is this car in the water?" Yeah, somebody's getting rid of the evidence. You know, all her shit's still in here. Just seems like I, I wouldn't want to be in the car when it wrecked. <laughs> right, because it did wreck. But let's face it, I'm probably not the guy that's gonna get away. <laughs> You're too big. I'm not, not going to hide in the crowd. You're, you're too tall. <laughs> like, that's him. That's him over there. That That's Brandon, right? Across the crowd. There he is. <laughs> uh, awesome. I don't know what the uh, average height in Canada is. but <laughs> Hey, so we're up to 27 countries. Yes, sir. Everything that's weird on Instagram in the same. Everything that's weird on Twitter. Uh, we will come up with a email address where you can send us stories. Oh, that's right. That was my responsibility. Hey, you know. It's probably why we still don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get, get it soon enough. Yeah, we'll get it soon enough because we'd love then, to hear some ideas from the crowd. Of course, of course. And uh, one of them was um, there's um, a lake camp in Finland I'm trying to get Sean to do because <laughs> Finland creeped up so apparently we've had um, a bunch of people from Finland listen so thank you 
Yeah, maybe it's Sean spreading the word, but he's not. Uh, maybe. Signal. I thought it was hilarious when <laughs> Finland popped up and I text you like, hey, it looks like Sean finally listened to one. And you were like, it wasn't him. <laughs> I was like, Dang. He's like, I haven't listened to any of your podcasts. I'm like, why not? Just play it. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm Anthony. I'm Brandon. And this is Everything That's Weird.